It's your girl Candice Rice, aka Pimp Fry Rice from MTV's Floor Bama Shore, and I am on Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. What's up, everybody? This is Tim Green from The Dividend, the premier social emotional learning project for boys in Memphis, and I'm here with Ina Esco of Verbally Effective Podcast. My guest for episode 72 of the Verbally Effective Podcast is Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday is the sports director for Local 24 News and CW30 News. Doc, a native son of Memphis, joined the Local 24 team in June of 2011. After graduating from Fairleigh High School, Doc attended the University of Memphis, where he played football for the Tiger Blue and Gray. He is also a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity. He went on to play in the NFL for the St. Louis Rams and the Hamilton Tiger Cat of the Canadian Football League. Making the move from professional sports to journalism, Doc has worked as a sports reporter, sports anchor, editor, photographer, and news reporter. When he's not out on the latest story, Doc is spending time with his wife and children. Before we jump into the pod with Doc Holliday on episode 72, check out the deets on this upcoming weekend's Black Art-ish. Kelvin Woods presents Black Art-ish, the family reunion edition. A night filled with phenomenal artistic talent, unbridled culture, live performances, soulful music, and artistically fly fashions. The event will be Saturday, June 15th, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Prop Cellar 25. 85 Summer Avenue. Come and experience the collective of visual artists as they bring awareness to social issues through their individual creativity. The night will also include signature cocktails, an exclusive VIP experience, a live on-location verbally effective podcast, and the opportunity to have one-on-one personal interactions with world-renowned urban artists. Black Art-ish, the family reunion edition, Saturday, June 15th at Prop Cellar. Get your tickets today on eventbrite.com. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Verbally Effective podcast. Before we get started, I want to send a huge shout out to my producer, Dr. Sanaa Laybourne, and my creative director, Jet Eye Digital. And today I have with me the sports director over there at Local 24 News, Mr. Doc Holliday. What's up, Doc? And what's up, what's up, what's up? All praise to the most high. Thank you for having me. It's good to be up in here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. You know, I follow you on Twitter. I look at you on the news, and I'm like, oh, NBA Finals going down. I know Doc got all the exclusive interviews, <laughs> all the exclusive news. I got to get him on here. And you eagerly obliged. So. No, hey, why, why, I mean, why wouldn't I? From, from Memphis, man. Yes. What you talking about? Yes. That's what we do. So let's begin there. You're from Memphis. What part of Memphis are you from? Call it Whitehaven. You White know Haven. about it? Yes. I have so many guests from Whitehaven. It seems like every week I talk to somebody from Whitehaven. Because Haven. that's the nucleus of everything good that goes on in the M-Town. I don't care what any other community say. It's Whitehaven. Went to Fairley High School. I don't want people to get it twisted to think I went to Whitehaven because I <laughs> grew up in Whitehaven. Fairley High School. Fairly. No doubt. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. So I don't think I've had a guest that went to Fairly though. It was all the Whitehaven. See, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all love out there. You know, I get old. I get old dudes and those people a hard time. But uh, you know, it's all love out there. But yeah, Fairly Whitehaven. My two daughters went to Whitehaven. So, yeah. but my son went to Fairly like I did. But yeah, no, no, not Whitehaven. Fairly Bulldogs. F A I R L E Y Bulldogs. Orange, right? orange, orange and black. Okay, I remember. I remember. Okay, and you know what? My son he plays uh, AAU basketball. We were just in Whitehaven this 
this past weekend for a tournament. And I see it's a lot of growth and development in Whitehaven. They are really pouring into the community in Whitehaven. Well, it's about time because when I was growing up, Whitehaven had everything. Everything that South Haven has, Whitehaven had all of that. Goldsmith, all kinds of restaurants. Yeah. I mean, everything was in Whitehaven. And that's why, you know, uh, and you look at some of the people who have been some of the leaders in Memphis. You know, mm-hmm. Mayor Harrington still lives in Whitehaven. Yeah. Uh, Dorsey Hobson was the superintendent. He and I grew up together, played on the same YMCA basketball team. A.S. Stanton, the, you know, the attorney. He and I, you know, all Whitehaven is, you know, it's, it's, that's where it, I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah, what dudes from Whitehaven. My boy DJ Paul, you know, we went to Lanier together. Yeah, okay. Come on, man. Project. I mean, come on. Nah, come okay. on. Man. It's the but spike. like, like I know, like I said, they're redeveloping now. Yeah. But like something happened to where things just went awry, right? Yeah, if everything moved down South Haven. Yeah, they left okay. and got got gone on us. Okay. So it's you know, even though, but you still got a lot of people out there living in Whitehaven that's you know pretty inf- influential and yeah. still uh, uh, in good industry. Because I, I mean, I I still live in Whitehaven. So, yeah, I still live in the Haven. I ain't going nowhere. I'm tripping. I'm going. Okay, okay. While you were like a little young bull back then, you know, cruising the White Haven streets on Elvis Presley, what was you doing? What were you involved in? What kind of activities? Update me. Sports. Played football. Played basketball. Basketball was actually my my first sport. Really? Uh, Yeah, I played basketball first. Thomas B. Davis, YMCA. Uh, Got in there. I was hooping. Then I started playing with the – Whitehaven Redskins, Little League Football, Coach Harris. And it's actually, you know, Coach Harris, the same, it's really the same team that uh, Coach Givens, Coach Curtis Givens, he took over because he was one of the coaches too. Yeah, it's the same team. They just changed the name. Went from the Redskins, Coach Harris passed away. But yeah, that was my first coach. Little League, just playing football, you know, being a kid growing up. You know, mom died real early. So when I was 11, so still had a lot of time and, uh, you know, you know, did a lot of, you know, ignorant kid stuff, but luckily really? sports was there. Oh yeah, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you was in, into some things. <clears throat> I was I was kid. I was I was a Being kid. A young boy. Yeah, I was a, yeah, yeah, with a lot of time on my hands, you know, <laughs> uh uh the little neighborhood, but thank God, you know, nothing, you know, ever seriously happened to me because, right. you know, I've been in, you know, been in situations where hey, seriously, I mean you hear people say that all the time, but yeah, yeah I, I literally grew up grew up with drug dealers, murderers, robbers, you know, almost been shot, been robbed, Uzi been stuck in my chest. Mm. Police and snatched me, you know, yeah. I mean even when I finished playing football for Memphis State, had a great game, came back to Memphis, was in my little drop top Corvette. Oh man, they ransacked it. I have my Memphis State travel uniform on. The cop? Oh yeah, they ransacked it. But I mean that was just that dude. Yeah. Police, you know, cool. But yeah, you know, don't you know, just right. being a kid, you know. So early on, you knew sports was your thing. Was I, was football your favorite, or it was yeah, you know, it was actually basketball. I I grew up such a huge Memphis State basketball fan. I mean, huge Memphis State mm-hmm. basketball fan. You bring, I mean, it's still. I be laughing now when I talk to Andre Turner or William Befford, and I'm like, man, they, dudes calling me friends. <laughs> dudes said they be looking at me. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, I'm like, don't be, you know, Elliot Perry. I'm like, hold on. Don't be, you know, Ernest Smith, all them dudes. You know, I, and Keith Lee, that's the one dude I just want to meet because I ain't met him but like one time. Mm-hmm. And I don't make I don't make a big deal out of anybody because I'm a man, you a man. Right. I don't care what you do or what, how much money you say you got or what kind of job you got. I, I don't make no big deal out of it. But Keith Lee was, them dudes were superheroes to me. So, yeah, when I, I grew up such a huge uh, Memphis State basketball fan. That was my, you know, my favorite sport. So, uh but then, you know, I started playing football, basketball around the same age, around eight, seven, eight years old. Yeah. Uh, and I hooped, you know, I hooped that fairly up until my 12th grade year. You know, I played, you know, 
Valley, we had, you know, I was a football star, but I was on the basketball team. Three of my guys, Corey Beck, Elmer Martin, Dwight Stewart, bowlers, won a national championship at Arkansas. I was on that team playing with them. I didn't get in the game that much, but when I did get in, I was letting it fly like Mike Miller, Mr. Let It Fly. What were you, a guard? Yeah, I was a guard. Yeah, No, I wasn't no point guard. No, I ain't ain't dribbling. I'm shooting the rock. Don't put the ball in my hands. I Mm -hmm. probably ain't going to pass it. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, Doc, after graduation, Mm -hmm. what happened? After you graduated fairly, what happened? I went to Memphis State. I chose Memphis State. I had several. I had a lot of football scholarships, so I chose Memphis State over Ole Miss. Arkansas, Arkansas State, Northern Illinois, you know, teams down here. Tennessee came in, but they came in late. And Tennessee only came in because they saw Memphis State and Ole Miss was recruiting me so hard. Then I see them pop in. I get a call. I'm like, man, where y'all come from, man? (laughs) But so, yeah, I went to Memphis State. And it's funny because I committed to Memphis State on the same day that I knew Ole Miss was coming to pick me up to take a recruiting trip. So, and what, yeah, so I did it like that. And the reporter called me. I was like, yeah, I'm committing to Memphis State, but I knew Ole Miss was coming to pick me up Mm -hmm. the next day. So, of course, they put it on the front of the sports page. You know, Doc Holliday commits to Memphis State. So the Ole Miss coach comes in. I mean, I went down there for my recruiting trip, and, uh, you know, it was. Uh, it was nice, you know. It was, you know, it, it was wasn't some, uh, Memphis. It was no, nah, it wasn't Memphis. But I'm just saying, you know, it was <laughs> some. It, they tried to incentivize it. I put it like that. They tried oh, to, to, some incent- what, what they incentivized they tried, it with. They tried to incentivize it, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, what you, uh, you didn't oblige. No, nah, I, I, I wore that blue and gray. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Memphis, you were a Memphis Tiger. How was it? How was, like, you know, the whole scene back then, the academics as well, not only the sports. How was University of Memphis back then when you first entered as a freshman? The academics? All of it, all of it. I want to hear about all of it. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really know about the academics because I really didn't care to tell you the truth. I was like one of those, I'm just coming here to play football. Okay, that was your logic then. No, but no, anyway, no, it was was a great – that still is a great university. It was a great university. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I still call it Memphis State because that's what I grew up with, Memphis yeah. State. My scholarship said Memphis State. It changed to the University of Memphis my senior year in 1994. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I played on the last Memphis State football team and the first University of Memphis football team. But, no, nah, yeah, it was, no, nah, it was just, it was a transition, you know, going from high school to college because cats don't understand, man, when you, you go to college, it's one thing, just like as a regular student, yeah. then you going as an athlete. Man, that's tough, man, because they're not giving you any free time. You got to go to class. Mm-hmm. When you go out of class, you got to go to the, go to meetings, go to the meeting, you go to practice, go to practice, go to a post-practice meeting. Mm-hmm. Post-practice meeting, you go to study hall. After study hall, you got to go to bed. Yeah. Then it all starts over. But, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's travel, Oh, yeah. NCAA rules. It's a lot going on. And they want your time. They want yeah. all your time. Off-season, they want it all. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. Yeah, but you prevailed. All praise to the ain't nothing. Hey, hey, ain't nothing I did. So I thank God every time yes. I get because I ain't where I am for nothing that I did. I'm here because, despite of what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? The type yes. of person I was in uh, just in immaturity. So that's why you always uh, hear me exalting the Most High Lord God because I have to. You know, I have to because it ain't ain't nothing I did. Ain't nothing wrong with no. that. Now, once you graduated from University of Memphis. Were you having, uh, you know, NFL knocking at your door? What happened with that? Well, what happened is I actually didn't graduate till I came back from playing professional football because my uh-huh. senior year at Memphis State, I only really I only played in six games. I had I was having a great senior season, six games, almost seven hundred yards rushing. We were five and one, but then I broke my hand in training camp. Came back, played with a broken hand, then got the roll, and then I tore my hamstring, and I had never had, torn my hamstring, and it was. 
Man, that was a monster. So I tore my hamstring. That ended really ended my season. But then I got invited to play an all-star game, blue and gray game. I thought it was better. Went down there and played like the second practice. Pulled it again, but I still fought through to playing the game. But tore it again. So when NFL teams were coming, they were coming in to uh, work me out. I couldn't work out. And I, I had a couple of them convince me. And my boy Ike Bruce was like, dog, do not run the 40 with your with your hamstring hurt because your time is going to suck and they're going to say he's slow. <laughs> but they were, they were pressuring me. The Cleveland Browns, they were pressuring me. Like, just, I mean, we're coming in just to work you out. Mm-hmm. They were like, we even work you out in, in the Elmerone Fieldhouse. I said, all right, cool. I ain't and no I, wanted you. And I, I did it. And, man, that 40 time was so slow because I was hurt, you know. Yeah. So and I had to sit out a year. Okay. So I set out a year, and uh, fortunately, you know, the next year, St. Louis Rams said, man, let's look at him again. Brought me in and uh, got my ball on. Wow. Yeah, I was there. St. Louis Rams, NFL. How was that life, Doc? Huh? How was that life, that NFL life? Was was, was, was part of the life you want you asking about? <laughs> I want all The whole of life? It. No, it was, you know what? Honestly, it was, uh, it's kind of, it's surreal now, mm-hmm. but at the time when you're going through it, if you, you kind of like was expecting that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you kind of take it for granted. You're like, ah, this is what it was supposed to happen. I'm supposed to go to the league. I'm supposed to have this money, man, you know. And But it's just the the thing about it I be telling people now is, you know, professional, it, it, but it warps your reality, though, because mm-hmm. professional athletes, entertainers, they have a we they have a warped reality because their reality is not, well, they don't look at the reality of everybody else because our reality is, you know, you you get this free, you can do this. It's like you're in a bubble. Yeah, you get you get to get to, you get to get away with this, you know, as long as you're playing. But uh, playing NFL football, just the, you know the checks and the work. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of work, but you just be amazed. You know, they pay you well, but then you you go on, on a road trip, play a game. Back then, you go on one day, but they give you two hundred dollars to eat with, but then they feed you. And it's like, dang, then you go, you go to work in the morning, you know, that you eat breakfast, but they got breakfast buffet for you. Yeah. Then you go to shower, they got any deodorant and shampoo you want. So it's, you know, it's just an, uh, it's an amazing experience. And I was able, you know, I, I thank God that I was able to finally, you know, make it to that level. So While you were in the NFL, did you manage your money well? Nope. No. No. So did you have any guidance? No. Or are you just running reckless? Most 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 of us young for real, most of us young black men don't. That's why I tell people a lot of times I say it making it to professional sports for an inner city kid is is really not a blessing because they don't understand. They they giving you this money and I ain't going to say all agents but 95% of them, they give you this money and they surround you with everybody that can take it from you because mm-hmm. they're not going to teach you how to manage it. They ain't going to tell you anything. The agent going to come and be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm only getting, you know, four, 3%. Hey, check it out. I got a realtor for you, though. Okay, cool. All right, the realtor going to bust his head. Mm-hmm. I got a jeweler for you. Jeweler going to bust his head. I got a tailor for you. The tailor going to bust his head. I got some, I got an investment banker for you. Investment banker going to bust his head, going to rip him off because we don't know. Yeah. All you know is you just looking in the bank, you know, because I had a teammate one day. I was at the bank. I look, I said, I looked up. I said, dog, did you just take $60,000 out the bank, man? We in St. Louis, bro, and it's on a Tuesday. Mm. I, why did you do that? Man, because I just like the way to tell us I like their reaction when I take oh, the money out. My. So, yeah. it's Warped. It, yeah, but no, nah, you don't. Not, nine times out of ten, you, you don't get any guidance, and they don't want you to get any guidance because they, they want to get your money back. That's why yeah. 95% of them be broke. And bankrupt 
shortly after finished playing. You know, I'm throwing a percentage out there, but it's a high percentage. I believe that. I believe that. It seems like, you know, because we know those, that is a fact, that there, there would be, other than your agent, there would be someone there to advise financials, you know, at, at least at this point in the game in 2019, you know. Well, you know what, and the thing about it is, and sometimes it is, but yeah. what's happening? I'm a, man, I'm, a, I'm a pro athlete, bro. My ego out of control. So a lot of them dudes, man, if you ain't saying what they want to say, what they what what they what you want them to say, or they ain't going along with what you want them to do, they ain't they don't want to be around you. So like, hey, bro, you need a con. Man, shut up talking to me, man. I do what I want to do with my money, man. I'm finna spend ten thousand. They finna put another hundred thousand in the bank next week. Mm. And before you know it, you don't understand that the taxes on that level chopping forty percent of whatever you making. Mm-hmm. I know I had a teammate. I, I'm looking at two two million dollar checks. One check for two million, the other check for two million dollars. I'm looking at taxes took nine forty out of each one of them. Mm. Man, that's crazy. That is ridiculous. I said, dog, who? What? Yeah, and and my checks wasn't nothing like that, but they smacking you. So if somebody got if somebody's making thirty million dollar contract, thirty million dollars a year, they probably bringing home of that. 16, 17 million, then everything else they trying to spend and buy, man. So, yeah, it's crazy. I know them women was just religious at you when you was in the NFL. When- yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, How did you handle it? I didn't. <laughs> Look, that no, was, I, that was no, I'm, uh, no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. My wife would be like, hold on, cause we were dating then. I started oh, dating in okay. 87. No, okay. I, I handled it well. But, the under, it no, well. but for real, though, I've always been the one. I've ne- I was never... Uh, Interested in groupies even before I went to the internet. I just never, I, I, even when I was at Memphis State, I used to, girls used to call me stuck up because when they come around, I just wouldn't really say much. It's like, it, it ain't, I don't, because you have to be careful because a lot of times if you just look at a woman in the eye, mm-hmm. not y'all, I'm speaking back then, you right. know, you're a football player, he tried to talk to me, he liked me. All I'm doing is looking and listening to the conversation. <laughs> You know, so I, I you had to be yeah. careful, and and especially you know, but I, I never, I, I never did the groupie thing. I just, I, I never did. If I thought you were talking to me or like me because I played football, it wasn't. You know, what I'm saying. And plus, I had a girlfriend at the time, so you know, you hear all the time about professional sport athletes and the groupie action, and I'm not just talking about you specifically, but you know, let's just say after a game. You are in that environment. You guys go to a party. Things are just laid out for you, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just you're you're a professional athlete, so it's just a lot of uh, it's a lot of temptation. Not only you know from women, from drinking, you yeah. know anything, you know, spending money, yeah. kicking it, clubbing, uh, well, so yeah, yeah. Okay, so after the NFL, how long were you in the NFL? Just two years. Just then two in years. Canada, yeah. Yep. So what made you transition to Canadian Football League? Impatience. To tell you the truth, I was impatient. Mm-hmm. We, uh, The coach I played for, Rich Brooks, got fired with the St. Louis Rams. And uh, we had a verbal agreement. The GM at the time, we had a verbal agreement with my agent. But before I had a chance to, you know, get the paperwork and sign it or whatever, the coach got fired. But it was cool because we still had the agreement with the GM. But then he got fired. So Dick, you know, Dick Vermeil comes in, uh, and and that new uh, uh, executive, and they were like, yeah, you know, we still evaluating everything, see what decisions we're gonna make. So yeah, we know about Doc. So I just I got impatient. They they started waiting. Then the CFL Hamilton Tiger Cast was calling, and I was like, man, it came around, you know, June. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta go make this money. So I can't be waiting on St. Louis. So it's I mean, almost as soon as I signed with the CFL, guess what happened? 
yeah, 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 Doc, we too late now. So now I'm in Canada mad. I'm like, oh, man, they wouldn't let me out of my contract. So, uh, yeah, yeah and, and that's the reason why I never really went back because I eventually told, you know, Hamilton Tiger Cats, man, y'all can kick rocks, bro. You know, send me on back to the house. And they were like, well, you know, we send you back. You signed it to your contract. Now, we're not going to release you from your contract. So to me, I'm like, that's cool because I'm thinking I don't want to play in Canada anyway. They're like, no, you can't go play for an NFL team either. So I had to, come, yeah, I was, yeah, I was stuck for two years. So I said, let me come on back and get back in school and finish my degree, man, and try to start some kind of life. I got these children to take care of. So yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Wow. Came so back. when you came back, was it like a reality check? Like you know this professional football career is over what am i gonna do now yeah i was broke yeah i came yeah i came back from cfl because i had spent a little money i had when i was playing with st louis and in canada they was having money problems so that's that was the problem you know i you pay me five thousand one week the next week it's like two three hundred dollars like what we doing here man y'all gotta send me on to the crib so but yeah i came back home uh hadn't finished my degree so Mm -hmm. came back moved back into my childhood home uh car was broke down Got back in school, so what I would do, I would come back, you know, uh, caught the bus from Whitehaven to Memphis State, going to class every day, you know. Yeah, but you had to Humbling, do. though. Yeah, it was so humbling. I and can imagine. It was, yeah, you know, because I had, you know, you had dudes like to see you down, mm-hmm. but too scared to say something because they know if they say something, we, we, we finna fight. So I could see them, you know, I, they'd be two, and they'd be like, Doc, walking to the bus stop. And some of them said, Doc, man, I can't believe how you see you walking to the bus stop. Like, dang. I said, yeah, bro. I mean, I had to because I know I wanted to get my degree. I had, ain't no, I got kids to take care of, man. Nobody got time for all that. So, yeah, it was humming, you know, a little depressing. But, you know, it was cool. Got back on your feet, though. Nah, no doubt. Yeah, you have to. Wow. So you got that degree, finally, from University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. How did you get into journalism? It's just that uh, when I was playing football at Memphis State, I used to always, there were sports reporters, Jarvis Greer and them, Dave Lotion, because they were around at the time. They used to always tell me, Doc, you going to come take our job one day. Because I would always just, you know, I would just speak my mind, you know. And a lot of times it got me in trouble with the coach, you know. But I would speak my mind. He was like, Doc, you know, I want you to think about doing, you know, sports broadcast because I had never thought about it. I was like, I'm going to business because I'm going to the league. I want to manage my money over me a business. But I was like, and they made me thinking. I was like, okay, cool. So when I came back, uh, I was still, you know, catching the bus from Memphis State uh, from to Memphis State. So I just, I said, let me walk around to Fox 13 and, fill out an application to be a production assistant or something. And I went in there, and it just, I want to say, I don't believe in coincidences, but, you know, God made sure I'm in there filling out the application. John Kosky, who used to be a sports reporter, he was the GM at the time, just so happened to be walking through. Wow. He's like, Doc, what you doing here? I'm like, man, filling out an application to be, oh, we got you. So, yes, $7 an like hour. Yeah, yeah. $7 an hour. 20 hours a week. And you did that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. How long were you a production assistant? A year. A year. And got a job as an editor at Channel 5 after that and got that job, didn't even know how to edit. <laughs> Went on the interview, didn't even know how to edit. What did I say? Okay, we're going to get Doc Holliday no, up here. I'm telling you, I'm telling you how God works. <laughs> that I wanted, night, Carrie, wait. Look, yeah, no, but that is God. Yeah, because it's just, dude, because I didn't know he was going to actually ask me to edit a tape. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, yeah, it's good. It's time to put you in the edit bay. Edit, edit this. I was like, oh, I didn't even know how to turn the machine on. But just so happened. <laughs> This guy was walking by. He said, man, you know what you're doing? I said, man, I don't know nothing what I'm doing. He came in there, clack, 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 edited the tape. He said, here, give him that. So when he gave it to me, they looked at it like, okay, you hired. So 
I went back. Man, you think I didn't learn how to edit before yeah. I took the job? I was, yeah. man, I was in there cutting, 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 cutting up. So, yeah, that's how that went down. So production assistant to editor, when was your first big break actually on TV? When I was working as an editor over at Channel 5, Jarvis gave me, you know, Jarvis was because I used to go in his office on my off time mm-hmm. or when I had downtime so I can learn. I'm like, you know, Jarvis, how you know how you write, man? You, you know, editing, how you stay? He used to show me. So I got so much love and respect for him, even though we competitors now. I got so much, you know, respect for him because he showed me a lot. But he gave me my first opportunity uh, to do my first on-air story. And it was really on my guy Reggie Howard that played football at Memphis State. Mm-hmm. Played in the NFL for a long time, coaching up at Central Arkansas. He had broke his neck. Memphis State was playing UAB. So that was actually my first on-air story. Mm-hmm. So I did that story. And, you know, Jarvis let me do my first live shot. Uh, at a Memphis State basketball game. And, man, I was shaking so hard from the waist down. Really? I thought I was Elvis, man, for yeah. real. Yeah, that so. first time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, because, you know, you know how probably, you know, it's different when you hear this mic open up yeah. and your voice going out live. That's a whole different story. Yeah. So, yeah, the nerves set in. But, yeah, they, you know, Channel 5 let me do my first on that story. And, uh, yeah, I've still been learning since then. And so you've been on air ever since. How long have you been on, on television now? My first story was 99, so is that 20 years, I guess? What's this, 2000? Let me get my Fairly education. I'm at the state here, 20 years. <laughs> 20 years yeah. doing sports on the news. I did news now. I did news for a couple of years. I didn't do You did do news. Mine, yeah. Dang. I was a news reporter. Did you like doing the news? No. No. I ain't going to even lie, but I, I know I, when I, I moved away, then I moved back and – uh. I was teaching school, teaching the broadcasting class at Douglas, and I said, I want to get back into television, man. So I just, and I don't know, I just focused my attention on ABC 24 because I was looking, I was like, well, Jarvis going to be there for a minute, you know what I'm saying? But ABC 24, so what I would do, I was just, I found out who the news director was, and for a whole year, he would never respond, but I would I would get a rundown, I would set a rundown up, write some scripts, and I just emailed it to him. Mm-hmm. I ain't think I ain't know if he was reading them or not because he never responded. I did it for like for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Then one day, he, one day he came, he called me up. He said, hey, "Come in here for an interview." He said, "It's not sports though; it's news." You ever did news before? I was like, "No, nah, I ain't never did news before." But I said, "I want to get my foot back in the door," and I told God, "I said, whatever opportunity you lead me, I'm, a, I'm just gonna jump on it. I ain't finna question it because I'm just gonna trust your process." So I did that. You know, I used I used to do some news reports like I was doing sports. I was tripping, you know, like it was the. Three three murders over on like you got to calm down. You can't like hold on. It ain't like I wasn't doing it on purpose. But there three murders over there on Vance Street, and you know the suspect. Like, oh man, I got to calm down. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I yeah. remember you doing news. Yeah. Oh my, and now you're the sports director all over praise, there in yeah. Local Twenty Four mm-hmm. CW. Yeah, all praise. Wow, what yeah. has been some of your favorite stories from that role? Oh, you know what? That's a uh, man. That's a good question because I never really thought about it. Uh, I know you talk to a lot of people. Yeah, I have. You uh, actually, recently had a big interview with Mike Miller. Yeah, old Mike, man, my guy Mike Miller. I appreciate that because Mike don't really like he don't really like doing interviews. So How did I, you get that? How did you get the exclusive? Just reached out. You know what I'm saying? Just you reached out. I ain't say that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just reached out, you know, because we we like we honestly Memphis is even though we don't have a team in the NBA Finals, Memphis is like the number two market in the nation as far as watching the finals when it comes to ratings. Wow, are we? So, yeah, 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 yeah. We we get a huge number. So, 
our general manager, uh, the general manager of the station, he, he wanted a sports related, you know, lead in for the news. So uh, I was, yeah, you know, I, I could have got P, but I try not to send me and P cool. Mm-hmm. I try not to bother him like that. And I didn't interview them, so I said, let me leave P alone, let him work. Yeah, yeah. But Mike, I'm like, Mike didn't play it in the finals, man. He hit seven threes in one finals game. He got two rings, played with Brian. I said, so, yeah, Mike was like, yeah, man, Mike come on. Meet, yeah, meet me on over there, man. We, yeah, so it was a nice little conversation. Mike a cool dude. What, what exclusive info was Mike dropping? What is Mike doing these days? What's going on he's, with Mike? He's coaching at Memphis. So, yeah. Yeah, he's he an assistant coach. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you said, let me get Mike instead of Penny. Let me get well, Mike talking about. Well, you know, Penny's all, you know, Penny, but Penny, he he, he pulls so many different directions. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, by us being so close and so cool, I even, I try not to, I you know, I even stay up. I ain't, you know, because he, he'll say yeah, even if he busy. Yeah. But I don't want to put him out. I don't even want to put him in that situation. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, having Mike was, I mean, it was great. You know, Penny and Mike, and, you know, Mike, you know, he recently, you know, he won, he won those those rings with uh, LeBron and yeah. great interview, man, yeah. great experience. Then he's a three-point shooter, and they, everybody talking about Steph and Clay being the best three-point shooters ever. So I got his opinion on that. So he it was well, he's, <laughs> He wouldn't say they the best, but he's, what he said, he said Steph is the best three-point shooter off the bounce. Because there's been a lot of great three point shooters, mm-hmm. and Mike is one of them. But you know, Steph, Daddy, De- you know, Dale was was a great mm-hmm. three point shooter. Reggie Miller, you know, you got some dudes, Steve. You know, uh, so Mike gave him that credit, but he didn't just out say outright say he's the best three point shooter of all time. But you know, he he says some things, man. Mike, all right with me. Yeah. So other than Mike Miller, though, what what interviews have you enjoyed? Uh, you know, I've enjoyed every last one of them, and I, I, I must admit, though, probably my favorite one was was talking to Penny. I think he got, you know, he got to hire this Memphis head basketball coach yeah. because, uh, you know, he did his he did the introduction media thing earlier that day, but then that night he came, you know, he drove, you know, drove out to the studio station, came to the studio, you know, we had a nice little exclusive one on one in the studio. Just, I say that's my favorite because looking at him, I'm like, man, both of us from Memphis, both of us from the hood. Uh, you know, his of course his professional career is one place is mine you never go. But just seeing that whole evolution because we we were at Memphis State together, lived in South Hall together, spent a lot of time together, football and basketball players. We lived together. Uh and he and I used to hang out a lot. You know, he me, him, David Vaughn, I mean, you know, we used to hang out all the time. So to just see that like that ball and listen, you know, hearing Coach Finch scream and, yeah. uh, you know, teach because <laughs> Coach Finch was always teaching. So to just see that progress of him playing superstar athlete, international star, because the man is an international star, and I've come back to be coaching his uh his his alma mater, man. That was that, that was cool because you know two Memphis so, dudes standing up there, sitting yeah. up there. So yeah. So what do you think um, about the outlook for? the program that Penny and Mike are developing right now. I know that this Memphis is the number one recruiting. Oh yeah, class, uh, yeah. Class right now. So what 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 do you think the next season is going to look like? Oh, it's, it's going to be outstanding. Yeah. We got to, I mean seriously because uh and I ain't just saying that cuz that's my brother, but man, dude, dude could coach. Mm-hmm. What he did with the team he had last year. You know, he had similar wins as Tubby Smith with pretty much the same players. But they played a whole tougher schedule, yeah. and he be action and on. You know, people don't they don't give him credit for that. They just think you know he's a superstar athlete. He going and he don't just get them dudes because he walking in and say I'm Penny Hardaway. He walking in. He got to recruit them dudes. He got to spend time with them. He got to show them. Look, man, this is what we doing, uh, uh, and really recruit them and sell them on him and sell him on the program. So now he has them in there. 
you get that kind of talent, and I think he does a good job of making sure those egos be maintained. So uh, with his system and the way he does things and the way he can coach and make adjustments, oh, man, I'm looking for an outstanding season. But I want people to, you know, temper their expectations because I haven't seen too many NCAA champions with all-freshman teams. Now, they have – there ain't been too many. You know what I'm saying? So all-freshman? Well, it's not all-freshman, but yeah. though it's going to be five starting freshmen. Yeah, the, the, you the know main what I'm saying? starters. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, but they five. Yeah, he got the top. I mean, yeah, he got some, he got some, yeah, he got some killers now. He yeah. got some – Got some cats passing up death certificates on their court now, catching bodies. Wow. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting in FedEx form. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, other than Memphis, you know, everybody excited, NBA finals going on. I was watching the game last night, but like it was kind of doom and gloom, I think, before the game started because what uh my boy Clay was out, KD already out for Golden State. So everybody was depending on of course, they was like, oh, mm-hmm. the, the commentators were like, he's going to have to come with his A game, not only shooting, but he needs to pass, blah, blah, blah. He hit, what, 47 points or something like that? Monkey seven, Steph Curry. Let you know how good he is. He called. Now, they lost, but we kind of maybe expected that. And I'm thinking because, you know, with Clay, Al, KD, what do you think? What, what is looking like uh, for the NBA Finals? What do you think about that matchup with the Raptors and Golden State? Oh, if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson comes back, it's Toronto, over. yeah, Toronto don't stand a chance. That, but I mean, they good though. Like yeah. that first game, they cold. Yeah, no, but I never paid ooh, attention yeah, to them. Yeah, I'm not even lying. I, I never paid attention yeah, to the Raptors yeah. until this finals. But I you, what's the key word you just said about Toronto? They're good, right? Mm-hmm. Golden State is great. Man, they've been the champs for how long? Four, two years, well, long? Two, two years in a row, but they didn't won like three out of the last four. You right. know what I'm saying? They've been to five straight cha- the championships. So, yeah. uh, y'all, they, they champions. You know, so but if KD comes back even at eighty percent, and you know, it's over, man. It's, it's over. Do but, you think KD coming back? <sighs> them pulled muscles or something else. Them strain. He said he got you a strain. Had one, right? Yeah, heck that yeah. yeah, heck yeah. So oh, that's some. Real deal. Well, that's what they said about Clay. He got a strained hamstring, and now them, them strained hamstrings are turning into a poor hamstring real quickly. So that's why you got to be careful. That's why I don't. That's why I understand why he didn't play in Game Three. But uh, I don't know because I don't know. You know the extent of Kevin Durant's injury. I, I can't speak on him, so I don't know how much he hurt. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. But I just know football players. We play with sprains all the time, though. But basketball players get a sprain, you might as well just go. Constantly on it, on there. Well, we 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 still on ours too. Just they, yeah. we just built differently. Okay. You know, football players get hurt, we go play. Basketball players get hurt, they ate out three months. I see. They I've ate, noticed. They out with a coat on. They cold. <laughs> I mean, it's just different. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? Yeah. But but yeah, if now if KD and Clay play at Toronto, it's not a chance. Man. So what's the guy on the Raptors team? A Kawhi. How do you say his name? Kawhi. 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 Yeah, yeah. Kawhi. My son loves Kawhi, and he wants the Raptors to win. And it seems like Kawhi is he pretty much like their star of the team. Kawhi. Oh yeah, Kawhi Leonard probably. He's cold now. Man, Kawhi Leonard probably the second best player in the league. Second best. Oh, uh, Kawhi player. Leonard is a, all around defense. Wow. Shoot it. Mm-hmm. Take you down to the rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kawhi is a yeah, Kawhi is a monster. Yeah, yeah he's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster I man. Yeah, 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 he's a monster man. I actually saw an article just yesterday. Kawhi sued Nike and won for them using his logo 
in some Nike apparel. He sued the mess out of them and got paid. He should. He should sue them. I mean, come on, Nike. Y'all, Nike y'all. should know better. Than yeah, them. man. But Nike, when you when you greedy, you can't get enough. When you I greedy, see. you know, you just don't get enough. <laughs> right. They gluttonous, man. Y'all got everything. Y'all yeah. gonna try to take this man uh, uh, property. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, the it's hands. Yes, and they got the, the cage. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Kawhi needs he, he need to be on their head. I said, look, Kawhi got that money, but you know what? That make me think about. Magic Johnson. Are you a big Lakers fan? I ain't I'm really I'm really not a fan of any, any anybody. You're not. Memphis, Memphis State, that's it. Memphis State. Okay, we're gonna go okay, we're yeah. gonna go with that. Yeah. But what do you think about how Magic Johnson departed ways with being in charge of the Lakers? That's what Magic gets for thinking they're his friend. That's what he get. Mm-hmm. That's what he get. I you think I'm not gonna feel sorry for you, dog. That's what you get, man. Mm-hmm. They're my friend. I'm part of the club. <laughs> Only until you not. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm my yeah. friend. We cool. She like my sister. Really, dog? You you thought that? Yeah. You you thought that, man. Mm-hmm. So now he know how they feel about him. Right. So I don't feel sorry for him. And then he admitted, you know. Uh, I wasn't going to the office. He much. wasn't going to work. Like, why were you not going to the office, Magic? <laughs> I don't know anybody, bro, who can keep their job and ain't going to work. Right. So I, don't, I think Magic thought they was paying him millions of dollars to just be the face. They don't need That's you to be the I face think, of the Lakers, yeah. man. That's so, I and I, I got all the respect in the world because Magic was a great basketball player. But he was. Dog, what you you thought they were your friends, he man? He just don't make a good executive, right? I, I mean, I can't say that because he's a billionaire businessman. He is. With he he said he told the Lakers this is what it's gonna be, and she was like, "Oh, that's cool." Until them other dudes got in the ear, like, he's never here. Palenka. Yeah, he's never here. An agent, yeah. a former agent, you know what I'm saying? So, I feel sorry for Magic. I laugh at Magic. I talked about him on my, I talk about our Magic. Just, ha, ha, ha. That's what you get, dog, for thinking they was your friends, man. You were part of the club. No, you ain't part of the club, man. Wow. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, Magic, it wasn't even like that. No, no, no. I mean, he'll be all right. He got plenty of, he got plenty of loot. Like you said, he got plenty of businesses. It's cool. He still can go to any Lakers game and do whatever he want around the Lakers organization. He's just not getting a check from him. He's doing the same thing now probably that he was doing then. Yeah. He just ain't getting no check from him. Do so. you think the Lakers will ever be at that level that they once were? You remember it was oh, yeah. all about the Lakers 20 years ago. Yeah, the NBA has Yeah, the NBA has to have the Lakers back. And it's like they got to have the Knicks back too. They got to. That's I mean, what LeBron is there for? Yeah, your top two media markets. They got to. They got to. You got to have your top two media markets uh, uh, with you know uh, great teams and some success. Got to. So yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're gonna make it back, just like the Knicks gonna make it back. They ain't gonna them being down in the doldrums ain't gonna last too long. Wow. Yeah. Now after everything that you've been through, Doc, all the things that you've gone through with 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 NFL with mm-hmm. injuries, is there anything? that you wish you had known when you started out? Is there anything that you could just think of? I wish I knew this. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything, yeah. But yeah. you know that. Yes, yeah, they say high insight is 2020. I say high insight is 2010. So, yeah. But I, I but I understand now I'm older. I, you know, I'll be 46 this year. I understand mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and it happens how it's supposed to happen. You know, you grow at different stages. You know, you know if you, if you listen and open your eyes up, God – I wake you up, so he he allowed me to be immature, allowed me to go through these things, allowed me to make these mistakes, allowed me to you know uh, bump my head, doing it my way, so he can be like you know I'm telling you your way don't work, but you don't want to listen, so 
but I'm glad I went through all those things I went through because now where I'm where I am now and where I hope to keep going, you have a better appreciation for everything. That's why it's it's, it's 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 great to you know you have to know how to lose in order to know how to win and know how to be great. So I'm glad I went through all those things I went through because I have such an appreciation now. That's why I still work so hard. Why I work so many hours? Because yeah. I still feel like I have to. You know, general manager of my states be like, "Why you be here all the time?" I said, "I still feel honestly," and I told him, "I said I'm a bl- I'm a black man. I I really feel like I got to work outwork everybody. I have to." I feel like I'm gonna get cut. Ain't nobody gonna cut you, man. Look, okay. it's in my, it's in, it's in my, it's in my, in my head. So I'm glad because I have a better appreciation for everything, all the steps along the way, and where I am now. I appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. Oh. Okay. And you just mentioned you're 46 years old. I would have never thought. July, that. July 16th. <laughs> yeah. Cancer. Be the big four six, indeed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, what in your 46 years of living? What things are you curious about now like I, I know like you know how we get older we're, we're just kind of curious about other things in life are you curious about something different these days yeah seriously the, i ain't gonna the most high i ain't gonna even lie to you god i promise you yeah what is it, did, it look i'd be like yeah I, I, what is it what what's the truth what is it you want me to do what am i supposed to be doing because i i know that I thought my life belonged to me, but now I think about it. My life don't belong to me. I'm like, because I didn't create my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I did the things I drinking and fighting you know, like, on. You know, I'm like, hold on. My body don't belong to me because I didn't make my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, ain't my body. No, it ain't make it. So, you know, it. honestly, right now it's trying to find that spiritual side and just really, really, really get to know the Heavenly Father and our creator, you know, and. You know, I make no apologies about that. That's 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 really, really. My, I, I want to know how to walk in His ways, how to be perfect in His sight. So you can look down and be like, "Man, I'm proud of you." Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Like, Doc, I'm, you know, Marcus, I'm, man, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really. That's, I promise you, that's that's all I want. Mm-hmm. If I get that, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't never been worried about no money, no material things. Mm-hmm. If I got this, like, I'm proud of you. That's what I'm talking about. I want, to, I want you to be an example. Let people see how I work. And see how faithful some of my people can be. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be tested like Job. Now, I promise you, but I don't want that. <laughs> Woo! You know what I'm saying? But I have been tested, but I don't want that test. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's honestly, I, I want to know, you know, how to make our Heavenly Father happy. And so he'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you, dog. So, yeah, well, for that's real. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's no a doubt. Good thing, doc. Okay, now it's time for the verbally effective minute where I'm going to ask you a few Fire questions off the top of your dome. Answer them. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what do you prefer, the NFL or the CFL? Oh, NFL. You tripping. <laughs> Man, tripping. they can shut the Canada League down if they want to. Are they still operating? Yeah, they're still, yeah, they're still going. Okay. Hmm. Okay, next question. Larry Finch or Penny Hardaway? Larry Hardaway. No, no, boo. We, we ain't saying Larry Hardaway. Penny. I, Penny. Why guy. you say Penny? Well, because you know our relationship is strong. I've been, you know, Coach Fence. I played football and played basketball. I used to see Coach Fence a lot, and he used to talk to me and give me advice. But I didn't see Coach Fence as much. But P, you know, we were together. I mean, you know, what I'm saying, you know, especially in the winter time, because I would never go home. I would stay in the dorm, and one nobody left but the basketball team. So, but I got to get at the Coach Fence because they used to be like, "Man, go down there and see if Doc in his room, so we can go eat." 
table to eat with us. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I got to get it. Yeah, P. Okay. Yeah. So it's P. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to, if you had to choose between the two, are you going to do that national anthem or would you be kneeling? I wouldn't. You know what? You you wouldn't? No, no. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. National anthem or kneeling? Mm-hmm. No, I stand for it. Stand yeah, I stand for it because I'm, wow. you know, it's you 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 go both ways on it. And my whole thing is that ultimately, and, and this is the truth, I know God is in control. So whatever we going through in, in here, He says He makes He's the ultimate decision maker, and nothing happens unless He allows it to happen. So I'm, we, I'm in the United States. That's what God wants me to be. Now, whether I'm standing here, whether I agree with everything that goes on or not, of, of course I don't. Mm-hmm. But Okay, God, thank you for thank you for the life, thank you for the opportunity. That's just me, though. So yeah, I'm standing. Yeah, I stand for it. Okay, Golden State or Toronto Raptors? Who would I prefer? Who I think gonna win? Who I think gonna win? Mm-hmm. Golden State. Golden State. Yeah. Who do you prefer? Oh, Toronto. Right. I was thinking. I was finna say Golden State, <laughs> but Toronto. You prefer Golden State? You want to mix no, it up? No, no. I prefer Toronto win. I would. I would like for them to win because Mark. That's my guy. Mark Gasol's cool. Okay. And I don't. I don't really respect what KD did, so I don't really like what that KD team. Do? He joined their team. What's wrong with that? The man was a superstar. <laughs> you couldn't win it on your own, so let me go join two superstars. That's why I don't really, I don't really respect what LeBron did too much in Miami. Okay. Because he did the same thing. Now you went to Cleveland. Okay, I get. Well, you still had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving then, but you kind of put that together. Kyrie was already. But come on, KD. You went to a team that was already killing cats. They want just that killed ring. you. They might want the ring. You 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 yeah, asked my question. You asked my opinion. <laughs> I'm now, just saying. Toronto, though, you know what? Now that you brought up Gasol, I was like, ain't that something? He leave Memphis. He already in the NBA Finals. Yeah, the Grizzlies did them a solid. They they they, they traded sure them to a team that they knew had a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going to the finals and possibly winning a championship. So yeah. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. News, TV news, or podcasting? Right now I'm making more money with TV news. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But the podcast is cool now because, right. you know, uh, you know, it's it's cool. But, but. uh Yeah. <laughs> but but podcasting, you know, you 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 pretty much your own I mean with me, I'm my own boss. You know what I'm saying? Me and Ike, my boy Ike B, we do do our podcast, so I like, I, rec- I normally record on a Tuesday, but I didn't record until today because I wanted to wait till game three was over. So yeah. we recorded this morning. But, yeah, podcast, get up, do your own thing, go down to the office, pop, 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 say what you want to say, mm-hmm. lock it up, bang, bang, you know, and I do, you know, so, yeah. And what's the name of your podcast again? Run Pass Option okay, Podcast. It's weekly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what made you start the pod? Just kind of, um, you know, we, we, we are uh, – Industries, you know what I'm saying? We make money off our personality for other people. Mm-hmm. So why not, you know, you got an outlet to do it. Why not invest in myself and make some money off my own personality? So, yeah. and I can say some things on the podcast. You get more time to talk about different topics. Uh, you can say some things and really let your personality show on the podcast. And then, you, you know, you control it. You own, you know what I'm saying? So we have, I ain't even, honestly, and I ain't, I'm, we cool on it, but I don't even, I ain't really took, I haven't on, I've only taken like a couple of advertisers. I turn them down. Turn it down to advertisers. I'm doing certain advertisers. You know what I'm saying? I'm I, I don't that one that mirror what you're trying to do. Yeah, because I I I I literally look. I'm like, okay, what y'all what y'all doing? 
okay, what's your backstory? You know what I'm saying? I look at all that because it ain't about the money, man. I ain't finna be, you know, so. This is you. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. So, because in certain things I say, but like, if you ain't doing that, I ain't, I ain't, no, I ain't no, I ain't no selling out of the soul type of dude. So, okay. you know, yeah. So, but no, nah, it's cool. It's fine, you know. Okay. It's cool. Now, you've been doing, um, you know, sports news for a long time. Who are some of your favorite sports casters? Jarvis Groove is one. Jarvis you know, he Grill. still is. I still like watching Jarvo. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Stuart Scott, you know, uh, yeah. he was on Sports Center. And I'm like, yeah, man, dude, talk like, dude, talk like, I'll be talking. Yeah. You know, because I'm in school. I was at Memphis State when he started at, you know, ESPN. I'm like, man, dude, be talking like, you know, I'll be talking. So, Stuart Scott is a good one. Uh, um, who was another? Jarvo, Stuart Scott. Right now, I like Neil Everett and uh, Stan Barrett. Them some good, yeah. Them dudes right there, man. They they got real and Tony Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilborn. They got they got real good chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I, I give Stephen A. Smith a hard time sometimes, like but it. man, he's, he's, he's entertaining. Very. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, he's shaking his head. He's, he's entertaining. Yeah. He's a very. But I be looking like, man, they be working the heck out of that dude. Be late at night, then early in the morning. Man, they, they, they get man, they getting all that two million dollars worth <laughs> of uh, him out yeah, of him. Yeah. My gosh, bro. But yeah, he's funny dude, man. What's the name of the guys that host the uh, first take? That's him, Stephen A. Smith, and uh, uh, I try too hard, Max Kellerman. Okay. Yeah, he tries so hard to be cool. Undisputed. Oh man, oh crusty Skip. And, yeah, Skip. <laughs> and Shannon Sharp. Man. Shannon Sharp, that's my boy. Shannon really? Sharp is I, I hilarious. Do. Shannon is a clown. On the black and mild. On the black and a clown. <laughs> And we're going to keep it real. How stereotypical. Come on, Shannon. Come on, bro. He is hilarious. Hennessy, Black and Miles. Hennessy, Black and Miles. They had Snoop Dogg on there talking about Drake at the game. That was so funny. Snoop brought the man some weed and some (laughs) more. Another clown. I don't even like Snoop. Man, come on, man. Snoop, go on. Bye, bro. He got a lot of. Sit down somewhere, man. He has a lot of input um, on. Pretty much anything, but he can talk that basketball. But look, what you, you know, need to sit down. Well, if he, he has a lot of input because he he helps feed into the narrow, the negative stereotype. Okay. Black men smoke weed. Yeah, we chill it. We say stupid stuff. Yeah. Shannon Sharp. Like I ain't never smoked a black amount in my life, man. All of us don't smoke black amount and drink Hennessy. Come on, bro. You ain't gotta be up there acting like that, man. Don't come on. Yeah. So Shannon Sharp can <laughs> he can get these hands. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just playing. I ain't fighting. Ooh, I'm bringing to. out the hands. Oh, no, wow. So, yeah, that's, that's what that is. And you're a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity. Are you, are you, uh, so are you are you active out in these East streets? Yeah, you know, you... You, you, <laughs> you, you out? Yeah, yeah. You you always out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, yeah, as, as out as I used to be, heck no, nah, because I don't go anywhere now. I go to work and go home, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So... Uh, yeah, some of the older brothers probably mad at me because, you know, I don't do as much as I should with the fraternity, but, you know, it's no hey. excuses. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, nah. But, yeah, I'm still in the bros. Yeah, we... You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 hey. What is next for Doc Holiday? You know, I don't know. I don't... I, I just trust... For real, I just trust God's process. I just mm-hmm. do... Uh, and that might sound like a cliche, but that's really the truth. I make... I, I set goals... But then I tell God, I said, God, I told you I was going to trust your process. And ever since I started trusting this process about 12 years ago, my life just opened up. Everything mm-hmm. just boom, boom, boom. Because ego gets you in trouble. So I took my ego out of it. 
So I don't know. I mean, when I walk up out of here, I'm gonna go to the, my plan is to go to the truck, go to Kroger, get some juice, take it back home, you know, watch watch some TV with the wife, mm-hmm. kids at home, or two of the kids at home. So that's my plan. I don't know if it's gonna go down like that, but as far as professionally, uh, you know, uh, yeah, of course, you know, you, everybody, because I'm, I'm a competitor, of course. So of course, I would love to make it on ESPN. That's my plan. I'll but like you know, ESPN. or yeah, or on you know, one of these national talk shows, because you know how much them dudes make. How good morning America you good morning America cast 20 20 million dollars a year some of them mm. 13 14 million dollars a year you, there. you can do it yeah you can too though but yeah. you know it all depends on what God has planned for so yeah that's I set that goal because you know you set a goal playing football to go to NFL you make it so that's the, as far as we're concerned that's the highest you know broadcasting thing you can get to so that's my plan but if it happens all praises if it don't happen still all praises you know what I'm saying so I'm just gonna continue to work hard and Remain humble and thankful and yes. do my thing. Well, I'm going to uh, keep you in my prayers, and I'm going to still be watching you Appreciate on it. Local 24 until I see you on ESPN. How can everybody check you out on TV and get in touch with you, Doc Holliday? ABC, you know, I'm ABC 24, Monday through Friday. Do the 6 o'clock news, 10 o'clock news, then we got a CW30. Mm-hmm. At 9 o'clock, do the sports on that. Uh, do, uh, do several pregame shows. Do a Grizzly show, you know, high school shows I do. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, I pre, you know, appreciate the support and the viewership. But, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Monday through Friday until football season starts. Then I'm like Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then basketball season starts. I'm like Sunday through Saturday. Okay. So, yeah. Busy, busy. Yeah, You're yeah. also on Twitter. What's your handle on Twitter? At the doc, what is, at the underscore doc holiday. At yeah. the underscore uh, doc holiday. No mm-hmm. Instagram yet. Nah, I don't even really like Twitter that much, but you know. nah, the TV station want us to have some kind of social media, so I, Facebook right. and Twitter. But yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I jump on the air once in a while, I pop, pop some. But yeah, I don't like, you know, it's just, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. But future, yeah, future ESPN. Thank hey. you so much, Doc Holiday, for coming by the hey, pod. I appreciate the I appreciate the input. I just hope my wife hear this; she ain't gonna be too mad at me. No. But my my young ignorant. Now I'm just playing. She no. cool. She cool. But no, I, I appreciate the invite. It was, it, it was a pleasure. It was fun. Thank you so much. You are indeed verbally effective, Doc Holiday.